You're listening to the Equippers International Podcast. It's our short version where we're doing a study through the book of Hebrews. We're now starting chapter 9 in this episode, and I want to read the first five verses. Now, even the first covenant had regulations of divine worship and the earthly sanctuary. For there was a tabernacle prepared, the outer one, in which were the lampstand and the table and the sacred bread. This is called the holy place. Behind the second veil there was a tabernacle, which is called the Holy of Holies, having a golden altar of incense and the Ark of the Covenant covered on all sides with gold, in which was a golden jar holding the manna and Aaron's rod which budded and the tables of the covenant. And above it were the cherubim of glory overshadowing the mercy seat. But of these things we cannot speak in detail." So the writer has been talking in chapter 8 about the nature of the new covenant. And we've spent a couple of episodes in talking about the old covenant and the new covenant and how that covenant applied to the Jewish people. And the writer now just affirms in the first five verses of chapter 9 that indeed this first covenant had regulations of divine worship. God had given the children of Israel instructions on how their worship should take place. And there was an earthly sanctuary. There was a specific place that God instructed Moses to build. He gave him very specific instructions. There's going to be more reference to this as the discussion goes on. And the writer affirms in these first five verses that there were in this tabernacle, the word tabernacle is literally the word for tent. It was a temporary structure that the Israelites were instructed with very specific instructions by the Lord to construct where the worship would take place, primarily the sacrificial system. Now, there's several things that are mentioned in this passage. I'm not going to go into detail in talking about the significance of each one, but the writer mentions the lampstand and the table with the sacred bread in the holy place. This was the first area that you would approach as you came into the general gathering area around the tent. There was what was called the holy place, and that place had this lampstand and this table of sacred bread. And then passing through the holy place, one would come to the holy of holies. It is covered by a second veil, this curtain that separated it from the rest of the tabernacle. And that was a place that contained the golden altar of incense and the Ark of the Covenant. Now, the Ark of the Covenant within it contained the golden jar holding the manna and Aaron's rod, which budded and the tables of the covenant. And above it were these cherubim of glory that arched over and covered the mercy seat, which sat on top of the Ark of the Covenant. And the writer makes this interesting statement at the very end of verse 5. He says, But of these things we cannot now speak in detail. Now, the writer of Hebrews is the only New Testament writer that really mentions in detail these elements of the tabernacle. And it's interesting that even given the opportunity to go into more detail in mentioning these items, he clearly says, I don't want to do that. I don't have time to go into all the details of what these things represent. Now, I will make comment quickly on what I believe these items represent. Now, there's been a lot of time and a lot of space spent over the years in people interpreting what these items mean. 
First of all, I want to say that I'm not going to go to the extreme to try to give meaning by way of application on what each item represented in the tabernacle. For sure, they were a foreshadowing of Christ. All the things in the Old Testament basically were a shadow of what was to come in Christ, and Christ is the substance. Of course, in many ways, Jesus showed up and he says, you say this, and I tell you, I am this. I am this. For example, he says in John chapter 6, you had the manna, and he says, well, I am the bread of life that comes out of heaven. And he says, I am the light. And on he goes with these I am statements. So Jesus comes on the scene, and he says, I am the substance. I am the reality of all the things that God was busy trying to show you in these pattern of things that were given to the children of Israel. So quickly, let's just go through the list. There was first the lampstand mentioned that was in the holy place. Obviously, the lampstand is described in great detail in the book of Exodus, and it's this menorah. It's these seven candles, one main candle in the middle and three on either side. And without going into too much detail, again, I would say that a lot of people try to find allegorical meaning in many of the shadows. I tend not to do that. I tend to look to application, but if we get too far into allegory, it sometimes can become a bit stretched. So I would say that the lampstand is definitely a foreshadowing of the light of Christ, that the Bible says that the lampstand provided the source of light that was to give light to this area. And it's obvious that Jesus has come now as the light of the world. And even in the book of Revelation, the Bible says that in heaven, in the new Jerusalem, in that new place where God will ultimately consummate all things, there is no source of light because he provides the light. So this lampstand obviously represented light. And the sacred bread was the bread that represented God's constant provision for the children of Israel. Now, definitely the manna that was in the ark that we'll see later is also a sign of God's provision specifically for them in the wilderness. But the bread represents the supply of God. And that, again, is a foreshadowing of Jesus saying, this is the bread of my body broken for you. Eat it, and I will provide the life that you need. So the sacred bread was a picture of God's constant provision and fellowship for the children of Israel. And then as we enter into the Holy of Holies, there is the golden altar of incense. Incense is definitely a reference throughout the Bible to prayers. And I believe this altar of incense that Aaron was instructed to keep continually burning is a picture of the prayer of the saints, the prayers of those who love God and constantly fellowship with him. And as Paul says, we are to pray without ceasing. So there's this constant meditation and awareness of God's presence and a constant offering up of adoration and praise and supplication and intercession that takes place naturally throughout the life of the believer. And then there is the Ark of the Covenant. This is the centerpiece of the Holy of Holies. This is the place that contained the golden jar of manna, Aaron's rod which budded, and the tables of the covenant. So these three things were very significant in the life of the Israelites. The manna representing God's miraculous supply for the children of Israel for those 40 years that they were in the wilderness. 
and Aaron's rod, which budded, it represents God's supernatural, miraculous power working on behalf of the Israelite people. And then, of course, the covenant that God gave them written on tablets of stone when Moses was on the mountain, when he received the law. So there's these very significant items that Israel stored within the altar, but covering that altar was this mercy seat. It was this place that God demonstrated his mercy mercy over all these things that God had done for the children of Israel. Because if you think about it, all that God provided and that was stored within the Ark of the Covenant were all expression of God's faithfulness toward the children of Israel, even in the midst of their rebellion, even in the midst of their unwillingness to come to God and to receive what he was freely offering them then he had to provide for them out of his mercy. And so the manna was a provision of God for his mercy. The supernatural miracles of God was a provision of God and his mercy toward the Israelites when they needed God to come through for them. And even when they complained and even when they grumbled, God worked miracles on their behalfs. And even, as I've mentioned before, the covenant that God made with Israel, it was actually the result of the Israelites unwillingness to relate directly to God. They asked Moses to be their mediator. So God actually gave them the covenant, the law of the covenant, to be their go-between. So these items that were placed within the Ark of the Covenant were really items that were a demonstration of God's grace and mercy toward the people of Israel, and that's why it was all covered by the mercy seat. And this mercy seat is the place that the blood, the atoning blood of the sacrifice once a year by the priest when he entered into the Holy of Holies, this is the place where the blood was sprinkled. So now the writer is really going to go into detail and focus in on the significance of the sacrifice because it is the sacrifice that has the most important place in what Jesus has accomplished for man. The sacrifice was very important for the children of Israel. It was that one time of the year when they could experience God covering their sin. But as the writer is going to describe in detail, this sacrifice was never able to provide for the worshiper what was desperately needed. And as we move into that discussion, it's going to be a wonderful journey to look at what Jesus is actually providing provided for us and how he has established us in a place of total security because he has done everything that God required on our behalf. So we're going to go into that in more detail in the episodes to come. But I just wanted to go through these verses. And just as the writer of Hebrews says, but these things we cannot speak in detail. I won't go into any more detail in this episode. But just be aware that God was very careful to design these earthly natural things to reflect these deep spiritual realities that came about in the manifestation of Jesus. And that's the place that we find the most significant meaning for us as believers. So be strong and courageous and love Jesus more.